Hello, my name is Sam Clements, and welcome to The Love of Cinema, a Picture House podcast proudly supported by Kia, powering independent cinema. On today's episode, I am thrilled to welcome back my uh, good friend and, and, and pod colleague, Ella Kemp, who, this is amazing, got to interview the director of Wakanda Forever, Ryan Coogler, all about his new movie, uh, really pleased that we could get time with Ryan. It's an incredibly busy schedule releasing one of these huge Marvel movies. Uh, but he stopped by for a little chat and really pleased that Ella was able to do this for us. You may have heard Ella with Lillian Crawford on our previous episode of the podcast, our monthly review show uh, going through all of the big November movies. Anyway, Ella caught up with Ryan Coogler, who we have had on this podcast maybe... Ooh, for his first film, Fruitvale Station, which I think from memory was 2013 or 2014, I did that interview. Ryan was super lovely, and uh, and I was very sad not to be able to talk to him again, but Ella did. And uh, I mean, Ryan Coogler's career in the last few years, Fruitvale Station, an incredible debut, Creed, rebooting the Rocky franchise, wonderful, wonderful film, and then Black Panther, of course, we, you know, the phenomenal Black Panther, we all know about that. And, uh, and yeah, Ryan's back with a long-awaited sequel, uh, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, which, as you're listening to this podcast, is in cinemas right now. So have a listen, enjoy the chat, and then check out Black Panther on the big screen. the most broken people can be great leaders. I was so excited to see Wakanda Forever a few days ago early, which feels like a very special thing for many, many reasons. I think I, like many people, didn't know what at all to expect from it. One of the things that really struck me, which from the moment the film kind of started and then all the, all the way through to the end, I was like, this is a very female film. There's a lot of feminine energy in this. And I mean that hugely as a compliment in a way that's very, it's very complex. There's a lot of different layers to it. I feel like when, you're de- when you've got female-led stories like this, sometimes it can, the idea of a strong female character can be kind of squashed down a little bit. And mm. um, I'm wondering how you kind of went about that um, yep. you know, it's a very kind of layered and detailed way that you, you know, put these women to the fore. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. We, 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 um, I think a few people asked, asked about this last night. To be honest with you, it's not something that Joe, Robert Cole, my co-writer and I thought about a lot. We didn't talk about it too much while we were doing the movie. And, and these were all the characters that were in Black Panther with the exception of, I guess, uh, Riri Williams and uh, Aneka and Namora. Besides those three, all of these other women were in the first movie. And I think I thought about it more on the first movie than, 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 than in this one. Like in this one, it was just us catching back up with these characters and, and spending the most time with the characters who whose lives have been the most affected by T'Challa's presence, showing how they coped with it. I'm actually happy that we didn't think about the fact that it was a, a, a lot of women because we probably would have went about it a different way. I would have gotten overwhelmed, I think. If I was, if I had that in front of mind, because uh, obviously I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not a woman. I might have gotten in my head about that, but we were looking at them as, as characters who, you know, we, we were looking, we were looking at them in terms of like, you know, what, what, what is their arc? What is their relationship to each other? What is their position in this uh, constructed family? And, and we played it like that. 
yeah, it it definitely comes across as this incredibly organic thing, which when you're dealing with something on the scale feels <laughs> like quite an incredible achievement in that way. Oh, um, of course. Let's go somewhere new. See worlds we've never seen before so that we can feel inspired. Whether you're sitting in a cinema or in one of our cars, inspiration comes when we feel something new. That's why our electrified range is designed to take you on inspiring journeys. Kia, proud supporter of independent cinema. Kia, movement that inspires. But as you say, I mean, so much of the film and all of these women's stories is dealing with the loss of T'Challa and the loss of Chadwick Boseman. I feel like the way that the film kind of talks about him and you know shows his legacy and everything is so beautiful and very like subtle and fair and true and, and beautiful and is all all the way throughout really how did you kind of balance how much you know you wanted to create this incredible tribute to everything that he gave to the film and to these people and to everyone's lives you know while moving the story forward as well yeah in terms of balancing uh his presence or or or, or talking about T'Challa while making the film to honor to honor Chadwick and continuing on the story, taking us from from uh, from one place to another narrative. For us, none of those things were ever separate. So so it wasn't like we were trying to do many things at once. It was kind of like we were we were just doing one thing. And that one thing was let's make a movie together that continues on this story in a way that everybody could come together and, and give their all. And, and and giving their all might mean pouring the grief that they're feeling into their performance, you know, and we went that route. And, and I mean, like balancing those things, it, there wasn't a lot of pressure on us for that, I would say. Like, like the pressure the pressure more was like in the process of making the thing, how much are people going to talk about T'Challa? You know, we had setups in, in days where, where characters would talk about it a lot and in an edit, editorial with, with, uh, with, with Michael and Kelly and Jen, we would pull, pull those things back. You know, or sometimes we'll let them, we'll, we'll expand them. You know, that, that that was what more what we were navigating. It's such an emotional film. And when I say emotional, it's like, it's not just sad and it's not just loving. It It kind of has all of these different things at once in it, which I think makes it so impactful. But I also love the way that all of this emotion is existing within this world that looks <laughs> incredible and quite terrifying. And I always find it quite scary and impressive when uh, you manage to make water look so violent and it's just quite breathtaking which i feel like is the opposite of the way i often see these things how do you go about making water like look and seem like a threat in such a way it's a great question um, i had an incredible vfx team with jeff bauman my visual effects supervisor and, and uh nicole rowley who's our visual effects producer and we would have these long 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 numerous meetings about how the telecanal technology would look and feel specifically the hydro bomb. Yeah, like specifically the hydro bomb, I would say. We would figure out like what's the science behind it? Where have we been in reality and getting into science fiction? And, and and we would just study different animation properties for the water that would come out. And in terms of like water being dangerous, well, it was a long time when I couldn't swim. So like water was just water water is terrifying when you can you can't swim. It's terrifying when you have children. It feels like so insurmountable, you know. Um, it's, it's interesting that people often equate uh, grieving, the grieving process to water. Somebody might say, I got hit with a wave of grief to make sense out of the feeling of, of, of being surprised and overwhelmed. And, and, and I think that the, 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 the ocean 
you know, in in in, in the water when when um when they talk and they use their weapons, we wanted to feel we wanted to feel those waves. We spent a lot of work on that, so it's we're it's rewarding to hear you say that. Amazing. And um, the last thing that I want to ask you very quickly, I would hate myself if I didn't ask this. Can you tell me what it was like working with Rihanna, please? Who wrote an amazing <laughs> song? <laughs> Which, come on, I have to know what was it like? Yeah, Rihanna is great. <laughs> working with her is great. I think I think like she she she's very uh, busy, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so so getting a hold of getting a hold of her is, is always uh, precious time. She's she's very very skilled and, and very efficient, but also just like very warm. And, and, and talking to her, you want you want to be friends with her because she's so she's so warm. Amazing. Well, it sounds like a perfect meeting of minds, and I'm so glad that it was able to happen. Yeah, thank um, you. <laughs> I think that's all the time I have. But thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Congratulations on the film, and I'm looking forward to seeing it again, again on the big screen. <laughs> thank, you. thank you.